This is The Back Pass, a podcast for sports nerds by sports nerds. This week, we look ahead to the T20 Cricket World Cup. In Australia, we run through the qualified teams, underline qualified, the format, and who looks like the early favourites. Hello and welcome to the Back Pass. I'm your host, Ali Mulwala, and with me here today, I have Shivank, Kevin. Oh, wait. Um, Kevin's not going to be here today. Uh, I think he might have failed a qualifier against Namibia. Um, <laughs> and we have Sid, and joining us again is Bavesh. Welcome, guys. You mean Namibia? <laughs> hello, hello. Good to be back. <laughs> Kevin really needed to win his qualifiers um, to prevent Bavesh from making it today. I uh, can't believe he's he's um, stumbled on the final block. I got myself a wildcard entry. <laughs> Probably on account of me being Indian and ICC says that plays well with the audiences. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we need all the support before before a tournament. Yeah, that's <laughs> all about the money, Bavesh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We, we bring the money. We bring the crowds. Just that's give us every World that's Cup that's already. Why do we have to play for it? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the the Namibia Sri Lanka game does throw up that it could, you know part of this World Cup, but part of the T Twenty game. The whole attraction is that on your day, any team can really cause an upset because you just need a couple players off or a couple players just really couple of bowlers who just bowl three good balls, and suddenly a team is in complete disarray, and you've got yourself a win. Um, and that kind of makes it more exciting to watch the rest of the games. Yep. Yeah, I mean, look, from a cricketing perspective, I think it's a great result. Um, we always want to see the upset, but no one thought the upset will actually come pretty quickly in the first game of the World Cup, right? I think Sri Lanka were just caught napping. They were still in that hangover of the Asian Cup victory, the Asia Cup. They won the final. They lost the first one. They beat pretty much everyone along the way, and yep. I think they turned up to the game today thinking it's an easy game. It's Namibia. Um, we have almost qualified for the next round. They took them lightly. That's what I think. Yes, their fielding was pretty good. However, uh, they could have played better. But it sets it up. It sets up the tournament pretty fantastically, right? Like who yeah. do Sri Lanka? Yeah. yeah, who do Sri Lanka end up with? Well, speaking of upsets and rivalries, this does set Sri Lanka up to potentially finish second in their group. And that means they'll be drawn against Bangladesh. And guys, you know what that means? Nagan dance. <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't looking like a possibility before. Well, well. But we might have more Nagan dancing. And this time, maybe at the MCG. <laughs> so, uh, brace yourselves. I know, I know. Well, that also, if, if Sri Lanka end up in that group, you're going to have to see more of Sri Lanka versus Pakistan, Sri Lanka versus India, Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh. Haven't we seen them, seen the Asian Cup, Asian teams just play each other so much? Um, I think it's different. That too in neutral conditions? Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the conditions were suited more to Pakistan because they played the most in UAE, although 
it was actually a home tournament for Sri Lanka, which because they couldn't host it in Sri Lanka. But in saying that, the Australian, <laughs> the Australian conditions are neutral to everyone. If anything, India has the edge because India has played a lot in Australia in the last few years. Ooh. And if you look at guys like Rishabh Pant, Virat Kohli, Hardik Pandya, they've had a good successful track record in Australia in the last few years. So uh, I, I know one of their bowlers, I, I can't remember who Pakistan's bowler said, oh, MCG is my home ground. So, you know, I will be up for the challenge against India. It means nothing on the day. It's a big game. It's it's not a BBL game. It's <laughs> India-Pakistan. Yeah, but you know what? In Australia, with the sort of bowling attack that Pakistan have, I, I'm i worried right now. I mean, I'm just looking at their squad. Shaheen Shah Afridi, okay, not the bowler <laughs> he was a couple of years ago, coming back from injury, but... Sorry, Shaheen Shah Afridi. Uh, they've got you know, Harris <laughs> Roff, Naseem Shah. They've got Mohamed Hasnain. There's serious pace in this team. And, you know, on those Australian pitches... Yeah. They can cause us a lot of yeah, trouble. They, if if that's a big if. <laughs> Shivank and I will find out next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out. We'll give Ooh, you ra- yeah. live coverage fr- straight from the stadium. But hey, the other thing is, even though Pakistan have fast bowlers, um, they are absolutely rubbish in the field. And if you look back, even a couple of weeks ago... <laughs> Nothing on display can prove me uh, can prove me otherwise right now. And look, you bowl 145 clicks at Surya Kumar Yadav. He's going to toy with the field, so it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, it's going to be tremendous entertainment. I think so, we're going to see Pakistan doing their best to win the game while doing their best to lose the game. And it's that sort of you know unstoppable force meets the immovable <laughs> object. You know the the, the <laughs> top class bowling versus the inept fielding. Which one's going to give? And that's that's what you're really betting on. You're not betting on whether India are going to show up. We know India are going to show up, but Pakistan are like the MCG pitch. You don't know which one you're going to get on the day. There is there is one good thing about this game from an Indian perspective. Because Pakistan beat India last year in the World Cup, we have pressures actually on Pakistan this time to actually win it again. Wait, so we're going with the fact that because we've been useless against Pakistan the last couple of times, <laughs> bit of reverse psychology, oh, the pressure's on them now because they're the favourites. That's like a throwback to the nineties. Uh, but I, in saying that, I'll, I'll ask I'll ask you guys a question. What's what's worse, thirty six all out or one fifty two for no loss? <laughs> oh, thirty six all out. There you go. Because at yeah. least we scored one hundred and fifty one. I mean, the batters still did something, right? right? One hundred fifty two for no loss goes on yeah. the ball. Thirty six all out is just inexcusable. Yeah. Oh God. And look, you know what? That is one of the reasons why I'm not discounting Pakistan in this tournament. Because if there's any team out there that can pull out, that can be useless for 16 overs, but pull out four overs of magic, it's Pakistan. And it's in, yeah, a, it is. in a format that actually rewards teams that can just do well over a short period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because how useless really can you be, really, other than just trying to double jinx, <laughs> double jinx Pakistan? Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'm trying to put the commentator's curse on them. <laughs> <laughs> increasing the pressure right like they won last year they're the form team going in they have all the attributes for the Australian pitch it's all on Pakistan yeah they're sucky but they're not that sucky <laughs> wait till I start talking up Australia <laughs> ooh Cam Green Cam Green he's Come got on. the rubber the green green <laughs> here's okay in, in that case in that case here's another stat for you guys Nobody has been able to defend the, the, the World Cup T20 Championship since it started. Yeah, actually, nobody's won it twice. So this That's makes I mean. New Zealand hot favorites. Yeah, <laughs> so no one has been able to defend it once they've won it. 
So we could have potentially have a new winner this year. Nagan dance. <laughs> Okay, not that optimistic about it. <laughs> I think you would put um potentially like you know West Indies star started with a lot of lot of big performers, right? Um you would have probably put them in there with a shot last year, but now they're in the qualifying group and what's going on with the West Indies? Contracts, money, missed flights, franchise cricket. Missed flights. <laughs> oh, there's a story and a half for Shimron Hetmeyer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, he not only missed his first flight, he missed his he missed his rebooked flight as well. Yeah. There's there's rumors swirling around. I don't know how true they are regarding um, tough situation at home, which is the reason behind it. Uh, with yeah. Him. So yeah, he's got personal yeah. issues. Yeah. I've yeah. read that report myself. Yeah, I, I saw that. Um, so, yeah, there's more to the story than just actually missing the flight. Um, yeah. 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 But, you know, with West Indies, it's if they had everyone who is eligible to play for West Indies turn up, they would be, I guess, they, they would be up there in the top favourites, right? You'd have to count them. Actually, what's the West Indies team now? Like, I've lost track. Well, they don't have Chris Gill for the like, first time. They've got time. so many power hitters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they've lost both Brathwaite's as well now. Jason Holder is no longer captain. Um, Shemron Hetmeyer is not playing, obviously. So, who's Ooh. playing? Sheldon Cottrell doesn't play anymore. He's in the squad. Nicholas Puran is playing. That's Sheldon right. Cottrell's in the squad. They've got Obed McCoy. They've got uh, uh, the yeah. uh, Jason Holder, Nicholas Puran, and Rovman Powell. Those are the biggest names in there, I'd say. But look... The the issue with the West Indies has never been a lack of talent. You know, it's yeah. been administration, it's been professionalism, it's been contracts. Yeah, There's been a number of reasons why the West Indies don't perform at the level that they should in the shorter form sure. of the game. Uh, and of course, there's in the longer form, they've got other issues with some of their top athletic talents being poached by the likes of basketball and athletics and so on. So um, it's a, unfortunately, yeah. it's a, pretty shallow talent pool what they are producing is talented yeah. but they they're off in the search of uh and you can't blame them they're, they're searching for a better life for themselves mm. and and financial security by going and playing franchise leagues and if west indies cricket can't support them and can't give them what they're worth then you know you can't blame the players for not yeah. then turning up yeah so yeah again with west indies you never know what they'll do at the tournament yeah but i uh, i personally to- won't rate them this year um, they are a great team, but I don't think they have the team to actually take it right to the end. Um, so for me, they're not one of the hot favorites this year. That's just my. I'm not sure if uh, I mentioned yeah. him, but Alzari Joseph is the other one. Is there is there a chance they even miss qualifying for the top twelve, Super Twelve? I don't think so, personally. Yeah. I, I think they're good enough to get through. Yeah, but then I think that's the end of the road. They might be beneficial in causing a couple of upsets or messing with the net run rate just enough that it aids one team <laughs> or another. But that's as far as I yeah, rate well, look, them. Actually, I, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. I think that they're in a pretty strong group there with Ireland, Scotland, and Zimbabwe. Yeah, and you can't mm-hmm. put it past them to lose two of those games. I, I was going to say that, and Zimbabwe has been actually yeah. Um, 
But you still fancy them for qualifying second? Uh, no, if they lose two games and they... No, not fancy. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that there's a chance they'll lose one mm. and there's a slim chance, but a non-zero chance that they could lose two and I would be picking Ireland and Zimbabwe to be the teams to do it to them. But Scotland are yeah, no hacks yeah. either. So yeah. for the wrong reasons, West Indies is the team to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um, <laughs> was it at the 2019 World Cup that they only just scraped in, Until- right? They had to play the qualifiers yeah. for the 2019 One Day World Cup, and they just scraped in. Uh, and I think yeah. it was the last victory over one of like either Scotland or or the like that got them in there. So then that's the qualifying qualifying groups. Um, so what are we looking at in the Super 12? Like, what are you guys looking forward to in the Super 12? What are you not looking forward to in the Super 12? Shivank? I'll start off with the things I'm not looking forward to. Um, I'm not looking forward to any discussions about spirit of the game. Mankard <laughs> is a run out. End of discussion. Oh, I do God. not want any it's... English player on the high horse complaining about the Mankard. It's an, it's out now. That's where the, we'll draw the line. It's a run out. Uh, continuing my, yeah, it's a run out, basically. It's a run out. But yeah. you know what yeah, we, we should do? What we should do? Because <laughs> now we've got a specific kind of run out that's got a name, right? It's called the Mankad. We should start, yeah. like like the name ends in stadiums, we should start doing that to different types of dismissals. So if you lose your middle stump, that's called a Dale's Dane. If you lose your off stump, that's called a Glenn McGrath. Yeah. And we just go from there. We just name everything. If, if you, if you get, if you, if you get given out court when the ball bounced in front of the fielder, it's called a ponting. <laughs> if you get caught at first lip, is that a Stuart Broad? <laughs> and not given um, out? Yeah, but more than... And not given out. And look, other than that, mankids aside, I am genuinely not looking forward to death by a thousand off-cutters. Like, oh, please, boy. these are fast pitches. Do not resort to off-cutters <laughs> as your prime bowling mechanism. Patel would there like is a word. more... Yeah, I would like a word with that guy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Okay, so if if the if today's game was anything to go by, and when that guy I can't remember his name, he picked up two wickets, almost got a hat trick against Sri Lanka. He was banging the ball right on good lengths, and that's where the ball is doing the most of the talking. So if anything to go by from this game, I think that's the length in Australia. Uh, it's not about the pace; it's about the line of length. Yeah. Line and length, for sure. For yeah. sure. The last thing I'm not looking forward to, and I think this group will appreciate it, is no more boundary counts, please. <laughs> no, no more boundary I think that, counts. That's gone. That so, rule's gone now, I think. What is the official tiebreaker then? What is the official tiebreaker? Split the trophy in half, give it to two countries. <laughs> no, actually, well, that's Shivank's version. The actual version they, is... They keep replaying they the keep, Super over, right? That's it. So there's a possibility, yeah, <laughs> triple super. That's not that's not the worst Jeez, idea, though. I mean, eventually you're going to have yeah, a split, idea, right? Yeah. You're not going to have teams tied yeah. every single time. Yeah. 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 And maybe, maybe what they do is you can't have the same pair batting in the second super over as you had in the first super yes. over. So eventually, for super over, and maybe even the same bowlers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So eventually, uh, you've got the batters bowling to the bowlers. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when the goalkeeper steps up to take the penalty. <laughs> I have another idea. If it's India-Pakistan final and it's a su- super over, maybe have a Kabaddi match. That, that's one way to decide it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can we get Stephen McIver to commentate then? 
he knows the sport what are you looking forward to other than melbourne next month uh, next week that's exa- that's exactly what i'm going to say this time next week bring on mcg that's it that's it 100000 people india versus pakistan Ooh, that's going to be oh, that's going to be a hell of an atmosphere that's going to be a hell of an a- yeah. atmosphere atmosphere bavesh what are you looking forward to in this kind of 2020 world cup uh 2022 i've said it before and i'll say it again nagan dance <laughs> I'm sorry it's just awesome to watch like 5 foot 5 grown men just going out there and doing a little bit of this <laughs> Some of them aren't even wearing tops like it, it just they just run out on the field it's it's great look great for the game uh may not be great for my eyes but <laughs> Uh, in all seriousness, I think whatever brings in the viewers, yeah, yes, right, Bavesh right? is great exposure for the game. I, I think I'm looking forward to yeah. this potentially being the tournament where the T20 World Cup takes primacy over the One Day World Cup. We've discussed it on this podcast before yeah. that mm. the One Day is you know are they losing context? Are they dying? We just saw a T20 Tri Series occur in New Zealand, right? Um, yeah. Which I, I I think was a great idea. Uh, I think that. it provides context to t20s it takes us away from bilaterals and having more t20 tournaments i think the build up and the excitement and the preparation that's going in ahead of the t20 yeah. world cup now is equivalent to the sort of preparation that goes in ahead of an odi world cup this tournament if it goes well if we have a couple of blockbuster games and looking at that draw i think we're going to have a few of them has the potential now to mark a turning point in limited overs history So I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays mm. out. Uh much like Shivant, not looking forward to uh I think I might just change the channel on Harshad Patel's bowling if he makes good on his promise of 24 <laughs> slow balls. Jesus Christ. I mean, <laughs> um and the other one is I, I I don't look forward to this during a T20 or any limited overs game nowadays is when they bring the ropes in. You've got a big ground, you've got a 100 meter boundary. Mm. Use it. I mean if you're going to measure the 6 and tell bats, me it's 106 yeah. meters then why do you why do you have to have the ropes in? If the guys run four and it's all along the ground, great. You've got big grounds. Use them. One of the beauties of cricket is the different dimensions of the grounds you play at. Standardizing it is taking a little bit away from the game. I feel, and you know, it's never nice to see. Oh, it's a huge six, and like he's landed the ball twenty meters in from the hoardings. It's just like no, you're, you're yeah. kidding yourself. That was maybe yeah. a four at yeah. best. Yeah, bring back those seventy-five, eighty-meter boundaries. it brings in tactics as well right like with the bigger grounds you ha- suddenly have like bigger gaps yeah. between fielders if they're back yeah. on the boundary it just changes the tactics it changes your approach to batting changes your approach to fielding placements it's it's it changes the tactics so that not every game is played exactly the same and not yeah. the tactics aren't exactly the same if you're match. a quick bowler it actually brings the bouncer back into play as well because you could put a you could put two men out there on the hook Catch you know, right game. now with a 60 meter boundary, mm-hmm. you're going. Is the short ball really an option? Maybe, maybe not. Because if it takes the top edge, it's going to go Even for six. Even the top edge flies for six. But you've got a long boundary. All of a sudden, you've got a catching chance here. So you, it increases your wicket taking opportunities with aggressive bowling and aggressive field placements. And with the with the risk of still conceding. Yeah. So I mean, just seriously, harden up. Put the boundary ropes back. Like this isn't junior cricket. It's put your put your big boy pants yeah. on. I see exactly. Get off the depends. But to be fair, the bigger the, the bigger boundary thing, I think, applies to both forms of the game. Like even the women's game and the men's game, like everybody's smacking them sixty five, 
sorry, not 65, 75, 80 meters. So why have the boundary at 70? Push them back, make it more entertaining for for the viewers. Like yeah, make, make, it, the, make those margins a bit tighter in terms yeah. of like, did I clear this enough or is yeah. it going to just fall in for a catch ring? It, it also means that T20 becomes a little bit less of a shooting gallery. Because sometimes when I watch yeah. the IPL, I go, well, these guys are just teeing off and they have to kind of half hit it and it's going to go for six because of the quality of the bats. Yeah. So that's fine. You've got a postage stamp ground. That's the game today. But <laughs> if you're on a bigger ground, it doesn't have to be a shooting gallery. you know. And like you said, it yeah. changes the tactics a little bit. And also down with the battery. Yeah, down with the battery. <laughs> We're ballerific up here. <laughs> Bavish has, has been a lifelong member of that club. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Sid. What are you? What are your viewpoints? What are you, What are you looking forward to? Twenty twenty two World Cup. Um, close games. Number one. I hate the one sided games. Always have. Always will. Um, Melbourne next week. Uh, I think this time the match would have started half an hour into the game already. Yep, uh, half an hour know, into the game. Pakistan five wickets down, eighteen for five in about six overs. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am looking forward to Shaheen Shah Afridi with a stat of four overs, 50 runs, no wickets. You know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling, I have a feeling Indian bats, batters, but that's the right word these days, have worked, uh, yeah. since last year on Shaheen Shah Afridi. They're not going to just let him come and rip the top order this, this year. Uh, they were caught short last year. It's not going to happen this year. Um, what else I'm looking forward to? Uh, the semi-finals. That's what I'm looking forward to because that's where things get, get very... Yeah. Super 12. See you know? who gets out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have another discussion on the, this one in, you know, halfway through the tournament, who does look like to get the, to the top four. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I'm yeah. looking forward to. Um, what I'm not looking forward to is, again, one-sided games, as I said, uh, because that makes the tournament very yeah. boring. But what Namibia has done today, I think there will be less one-sided games because now everyone will have to just lift their game. Um, and what I'm not looking forward to is English complaining about the rules and spirit of cricket again. That's not what I'm <laughs> I think they might even just complain just randomly about the spirit of the game. It's like, oh, Pant walked out onto the field. That's the spirit of the spirit game. Of the game. <laughs> he should not have stepped onto the field. <laughs> So full disclosure, right? So Ali and I, we hung out. We hung out today. Kids hung out. They're all under the age of six, and I think we still heard less squabbling about rules <laughs> from them over the course of a couple of hours than we have from the English <laughs> about marketing. <laughs> all I'm saying is about a legitimate run yeah, out. Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. Um, English and rules. And MCC, MCC, they came up next day after that dismissal in that final against India, <laughs> England. They said it was fine. The bat, mm-hmm. the batter yeah. was out of the crease. So in all fairness, it was a fair dismissal. But no, yeah, where, right. yeah. where is the spirit yeah. of the game? Well, there's no, I went to Wet Calls looking for a book called mm. Spirit of the Game. I couldn't find one. <laughs> <laughs> One of the one of the one of the big things I am hoping for this World Cup is that the coin toss doesn't become the deciding factor of matches. I'm really hoping that we get we get some evenness in terms of are oh, you just win the toss, bat first, and that's your win. 
basically team batting first gets it. Um, I hope that doesn't happen. Thoughts, Shivank? Yeah. Um, look, there's two things to it. The first thing is, unlike the subcontinent, there's no due factor that comes into play here. So it's not like chasing is miles are like exceptionally easier compared to um, scoring first. But also, if you look at some of the grounds like MCG, uh, the winning percentage of teams batting first versus batting second is exactly 50-50. So, um, cool. yeah, it, it does feel like it's going to be a very even tournament that's going to be decided by bat and ball instead of, and fielding, of course, in, especially in Pakistan's case, <laughs> and, less so, <laughs> and less so by a coin toss. But yeah, look, um, it, it has become annoying, especially in the subcontinent, wherein whoever wins the toss basically says, nope, we're going to bowl first and then, yeah. The game become points pointless. Um, I'm I'm actually yeah. happy happy that that's not going to happen this time. Yeah, and that's uh, along with that. What's actually going to keep it interesting is there are some rivalries built into the Super Twelve groups as well. And I think you know in the in the first Super Twelve group you have England, Australia, Australia, New Zealand, kind of in there. You think you think there'll be some great intensity in those matches, and obviously there's going to be a lot of a lot of talk in that, and whoever else gets thrown in there. Mix in, but I'm actually looking forward to Afghanistan. Um, having developed some more, um, seeing what else they kind of have to offer, um, how they've kind of grown as well, and seeing if they can kind of just get a get a scalp in the in the Super Twelve. I think it's going to be hard for them this time around. I think a lot of the stalwarts of the first couple of campaigns have retired, or they're turning around to be over the hill. Rashid Khan, of course, is a force with both the bat and the ball in T20, so he's their main hope, as far as I can see. Um, just having a look at their squad now, see who they actually have. I mean, Mohamed Nabi's still around, but he's you know he's 37 years old. He's definitely getting on. They don't really have too many other guys, and it could be my own ignorance, that I'm looking at going, these are match winners. But that, that creates the opportunity, like having a great World Cup, and some of the minnows in particular, um, the ones that do call it, get out of the qualifying group and if they get into Super 12 and, you know, have a couple of great exceptional performances, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at, hey, can I get, can I get a big contract in the IPL or a BBL or, you know, one of the many T20 leagues around the world? Can I get into that circuit and kind of get in some of those teams? Because let's face it, you know, the money isn't that big to be part of the Afghanistan Cricket Association. Or, you know, Ireland, Scotland, Namibia, it, the money is in playing for the franchises in IPL. And you can play for multiple that can really increase a player's earnings. See, um, it's, it, it's fine. Mendo coming through to the, you know, the top, going through to the next round. The only issue I have with these kind of, you know, qualifications is. They might have beaten a strong team on the day, but then a lot of the other games become one-sided. You kind of know who's going to win the game. So for me, if if it's a matter of top four, I'd rather have the top, the, the four most the strong teams in the semi-final compared to a men qualifying for you know a semi-final spot, because then that just ruins the whole game experience. If you know what I mean. Um, it's good on one day, but then they may not have the same level of performance in another game. But if they say, you know, to get out of the Super 12, you're going to have to win, say, what, like three games, four at games? Least. 
at least. Well, it so depends. 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 Yeah, Let's states. say India, India beat Pakistan, Pakistan beat South Africa, then South Africa beat India. It opens up the the uh, the group completely, you know. So it then you're relying on other results to actually go through to the next stage. You know, for the minnows, as long as they don't maybe squander the chance like yep. Kenya did with the 2003 World Cup, uh, it, it is better for the game overall if we do get a minnow getting to that point and oh, yeah. to Ali's point as well. Yeah. In order to get there, unless you've got one of those round-robin, you know, chain of losses like you just described, said, those guys have to outperform by a big yeah. margin and do it consistently to make the semifinals. So when they get there, they deserve their place. And if the semifinal yeah, happens to be a blowout, yeah. Yeah. that's fine. But what a great story that you've got this unheralded team that makes it so, so far. You know, yeah. and look, looking back, the 2002 yeah. World Cup is actually looked upon quite fondly by a lot of neutral fans because of the number of upsets and the story of Senegal and the story of um, mm-hmm. you know, like said, Turkey and South Korea and so on. Yeah, that's a fair point. And also yeah, one of the points point. you mentioned there, Bavesh, the example example you used of the 2002 World Cup was that, um, you know, Turkey and South Korea in the semifinals, everyone was like, well, that's an easy win for Brazil and an easy win for Germany. But it wasn't. It was actually on the balance. Um, it was on the edge. Brazil were very kind of, they played well, but they were, they did get lucky a little bit to get past Turkey in that. It would depend, as to Bhavesh's point, who has the best four overs in that semi-final. That's it. Yeah. 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 Looking at the Super 12 and looking at the teams that have so far qualified for the Super 12 because there's no guarantees. uh, So we're pretty much thinking the semi-finalists are going to come from the eight teams that have already qualified for the Super 12. Correct? Um, Who's everyone's pick? Like, who's everyone think is the standout so far um, from each group one and group two? And who do we kind of see going the furthest? Um, Sid, do you want to kick us off? Um, I'll pick the four teams for the semifinals. Uh, Australia, uh, South Africa, India, and possibly England. You even picked the fixtures. Okay. Should we um, should we write these down so we can come revisit? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Bavesh? Pretty similar to Sid, I'd say Australia and England to qualify from their group. South Africa and I'm not sure, honestly, between India and Pakistan. I really oh, don't know. Oh, oh. Really, and look, guys, at the end of the day, there's also Nagan dance. So. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is that in that group, especially now with Sri Lanka's loss, there are actually going to be a number of potential banana peels there, because Sri Lanka on their day can beat any of those teams too. So Group Two is really difficult to call because mm. it really depends on who loses to whom, 
on the day. Uh, yeah. And what that yeah, it's going to be a complex enough. equation yeah. in that. And I think a couple of those. I think second mm-hmm. spot is going to come down to net run rate in that one, just because of how close it is. I think Group One looks a little bit more straightforward because I think you can look at those and say, on form, Australia okay. will beat everybody, England will beat everybody, but New Zealand, you know, and so on. Um, and if you want a winner, um, I, I I think Australia is going to defend their title. They're at home. They've got a very strong squad. They bat deep. They, you know, they've got Cam Green. Oh, Sorry, Sha- still haven't picked the fourth team. You still haven't picked the fourth team for the semi-final. No, I, did. Well, I said, I, I said, I said one of India or Pakistan because it's gonna. I think it's gonna come down in that run rate. It may not even come one. down to the head to head. It may just come down to pick that. One. Well, look, I want, I want India to go through, but I'm quite afraid of Pakistan. Yeah. Just looking at that, that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah well, I mean, looking at looking at the way, and and they have they have a template that works for them that that can actually get them consistent results as well if they can catch the ball. Yeah. Which is they they bat you know it's the old Indian template right they they bat slowly at the start they build their runs they accumulate and then they sort of launch near the end and they usually come up with a decent score yeah. one fifty to one sixty and you can sort of back Pakistan to get a decent score on the board with their batters and then it's a question of how well are they going to bowl. You know, and how well, or rather, how well are they yeah. going to catch? Does Bumrah's absence that, that affects India? Does Bumrah's absence swing yeah. this in? Yeah, and I think that favor. I think that losing Bumrah and Jadeja. Bumrah and Jadeja. Yeah, yeah, Jadeja. You lost yes. six players yes, because definitely. of that. Yep. Sorry, I think you've lost mm. actually four, four to five players just in losing Jadeja and Bumrah because of what they bring to the to the setup. Um, you've lost mm. one of the world's best fielders. You've lost one of the world's best left-arm spinners. You've lost. One of you know world's best lower order batters. You've lost a leader in the dressing room. You've lost the leader of the pace attack. You've got someone who can bowl those four good overs that um, that Sid was talking about. You know, you just you just think about the sheer the sheer impact of the loss of those two, and they're really irreplaceable in this setup. And mm. it's going to take, mm. I think, a big tournament from Hardik Pandya and Surukumar Yadav to make up for the loss of these guys. Mm. Yeah, That's for sure, for sure. I mean. Jadeja alone can field for all of Pakistan and still be more effective. <laughs> Sorry, so, I, I just Shabal, have to take these court oh, shots. Who who is who is your four? Who is your semi-final? Okay, so I'm going to deviate slightly from the rest of the group here. Um I, I think India and South Africa will make it through. Order not gonna bother with it. Um, Australia, yeah, I think look, they're, they're very good. They're very balanced. They'll go through. But I don't know which version of England will show up. Like, I genuinely do not know which version will show up. And therefore, I am much more confident in New Zealand's tried and tested approach, taking them through further than England. I know it's a big call. I know it's a big call. Ooh. But yeah, look, I not I've seen enough of England in the last six, eight months, and I'm still confused. Like, are they a good team? Are they a bad team? Are they a terrible team? Are they... Like, post-IPL, I said, I think England's going to win the T20 World Cup because of the sheer absurdity of batting talent that they have at their disposal. And then the rumors that Jofra Archer might be fit in time. And now... But you know what's going to be interesting? Is the England versus New Zealand game. That's going to be the spirit of cricket derby right there. Like, you'll have... You'll have dudes that haven't even picked it. They're going to be walking. 
you have you have guys that have taken it cleanly going, nah, nah, I didn't catch it. Like you're just gonna have people refusing to play the game to its rules because of the spirit of cricket. And that's gonna be really interesting to watch. It's gonna be so confusing. Like if you've got yeah. any friends who don't understand cricket or don't watch cricket, don't let them watch England versus New Zealand. They will walk away more confused. I really hope this yeah. mic I really hope the stump mic stump mic picks up some thank yous and please <laughs> excuse right me, please. Yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, you never oh. know. They might ask the batsman, "Hey, was that too high? Should I should I go for a referral oh, here?" No, or not? Don't be too hard on yourself. You're, you're yeah. all good. <laughs> I am actually going to throw a little bit uh, in, in in terms of my Super Twelve and uh, my semi finalist, and this might be a little bit left field and a little bit non popularist but I I know Australia's at home. Um, just to deviate away from popular opinion, I am going to go England, New Zealand to get out of the group. Ali, are you okay? I know Australia's at home. Are you you feeling all right? I know Australia's at home. And you know they have candy. (laughs) Water today? I think you're dehydrated, bro. Have you had enough to drink? Or have you had too much to drink? I'm not too sure. (laughs) Australia, Australia, always very strong at home. But I have, I have a, I have a, I have a funny feeling that New Zealand, England are somehow going to find some consistency because of the inconsistency. You know, the pressure's all on Australia, right? Like they've won so much at home that the pressure's really going to build on them. Are Just like applying, Pakistan's going to have that. Are pressure. you applying my Pakistan argument to England and New Zealand? <laughs> This is this is the worst case of stealing someone's homework that I've ever seen. <laughs> no, no, I'm applying Pakistan's example to Australia because Pakistan, Australia wins so much at home, that pressure will be on them to outperform England and New Zealand. Dude, New Zealand just lost to Pakistan at home twice, twice. Sure that, that's okay. That's because exactly how Bavesh said. Pakistan's a good team, right? But you also, sure New Zealand's not at home. I, I'm worried about Shelly. But but you know what? You know what? Okay, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. New Zealand uh-huh. thought that they would play down in Christchurch, which is still pretty cold. You know, they just had a snowfall. They thought they'd play in Christchurch. Pakistan would be completely out of their element. But they forgot that Pakistan can't even catch a cold. <laughs> <laughs> My man, my man. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. I I am sticking with popular opinion on group two, though. I think India and South Africa put to get out of that one. I I think as much praise as we give Pakistan, um, South Africa's bowling lineup deserves just as much praise. They've got Marco Janssen, they've got KG Rabada. Like, yeah, I think. Yeah, they are the dark horse. They are the dark horse this year for me, definitely. Yeah, but South Africa never figure it out for a World Cup, right? Like they're like the anti anti Germany at like um football World Cups, the exact opposite. Every time a World Cup rolls around, South Africa get to a semi final and then decide to shoot themselves. I mean look, the if if things go to form, if New Zealand sneak in as Number two in Group One, and South Africa win Group Two. Oh, look at that! I got, I got him thinking. No, I got him thinking now about saying, New Zealand. Well, Australia would be number one, uh, and I'm just, I'm just thinking that if South Africa failed to make it through that semi-final, 
potentially against New Zealand, I think they'll just have to close down the country. I think that'll be that'll be too much trauma uh, for them to take. Yeah, fair enough. Well, Mark Bouch has basically just resigned as well, so they're coming into the tournament without a coach <laughs> and without a contingency <laughs> plan for a coach. Of course, does nothing anyway. So then yeah. we're going Nag and Dance and India for the for the semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> Nag and Dance Ali, all the way, bro. Ali, take nah. pull a sicky tomorrow, bro. <laughs> take take stay home. <laughs> I think he's been under a lot of stress. Yeah, I'm actually worried like, about you right like, now, bro. All right, uh, we'll leave. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Before before I before I make any other crazier predictions, um, I think that's I think we should we should probably end the end the podcast there. Yeah, yeah, and that is where we will call call time. Thank you, Shivank, Sid, and Bavesh. Good job on winning your qualifier there, Bavesh, and uh, making <laughs> it in, making it in for Kevin. <laughs> well deserved, I think. Sometimes we do let the minnows in, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> For our listeners, um, if you want to get sports nerdy with the team, you can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the Backpass Pod. We'll be back next week with more crazy predictions, more sports analysis and banter right here on the Backpass. Thank you for joining us. From the MCG.